This is Unvoiced. This is the personal record of Christine MacDonald. It's the 17th of October, 1971. The time is 10.45. I'm about to enter Graham's Block Publishing House. Ah, Miss MacDonald, right on time. Sir William, it's an honour. I thought you'd already be downstairs. Not at all. I was on lookout. You're the last to arrive. For a moment, I thought you weren't going to come. Well, I can't pass up an opportunity like this. I think not. Things like tonight don't happen often. If you follow me, please. Are there many others joining us tonight? Well, as you're aware, my darling wife will be with us. Douglas, who spoke to your editor, will be there. He's rather excited about the whole thing. And we also have my assistant James with us. My apologies in advance. He can be a little coarse at times. He is from the north, after all. (laughs) Not a problem, Sir William. I can handle myself. I should hope so. Actually, Miss MacDonald... Please, call me Christine. Uh, Well, uh, Christine. (laughs) Before we head down, I I need to just clarify what is going to happen. You received my letter, I hope. Of course. Now, are you already recording? Yes. I mean, um... Perhaps just for this little chat. Turn it off. Yes, sure. One moment. And I'm quite surprised we actually managed to get the rights to the book. We spent the last year in a bidding war with a publishing house in Austria. Now, they were quite keen on getting their hands on Dr Kolber's work as well. Fascinating. Sir William, as well, was quite the driving force to have on our bid. He believes, if tonight is successful, it could be... Very lucrative. Oh, bloody hell, James, don't be so crude. While, yes, this could lead to us selling more copies than we could ever imagine. Think of the ramifications for the world if this works. I'm just saying what everyone's thinking, Doug. This could make a lot of money for the boss. Isn't that right, Miss MacDonald? Look, I'm just here tonight to ask a few questions, observe and have something for my editor by tomorrow morning. I think I speak for Sir William as well when I say I hope this isn't a hoax. Well, no matter what happens, I'm sure you'll be able to spin something out of it for your readers, eh? Yes, well, if you'll excuse me a moment, I've got a few things I need to bring down before we start. I I hope you could perhaps use some of it in your article. Do you mind if I smoke down here? Of course not. It'll save you going all the way back up to the street level. Frankly, I think the smoke will add to the the atmosphere. (laughs) Don't want those lovely legs of yours getting tired. Your concern for the well-being of my legs is noted, Mr Redmond. Oh, my apologies, lovely. It was just a compliment. I'm a big fan. I've read most of your stuff. Now... What was your last story about again? I really don't oh, see... Oh, no, no, I remember. Don't you usually write the fluff pieces for the Express about award-winning marrows and dogs who can play the piano? I'm ever so pleased they deemed it fit to send out their top journalist for us this evening. Look, Sir William invited me here personally, so if you have a problem... You're damn right I've got a problem. Oh, leave the girl alone, James. At least she looks as though she could make it out of the basement without passing out on the stairs. Oh, darling, I'm sure James is just putting on some extra padding so he survives the winter. Now, what <laughs> the bloody hell has Douglas got to? He's popped upstairs, boss. James, what have I said? I don't like that word, boss. It sounds so formal. Actually, chum, a word in your ear, please. Of course, Sir William. 
Have you got everything ready? Yeah, everything should be in place. Did you manage to sort out the... Lady Amelia, I must say it's a pleasant surprise to see you here. Why should it be? My husband owns this entire company, from all the sweaty little offices down to the dingy basement we find ourselves in this evening. My apologies, Lady Amelia, I didn't mean that. I just meant after the business with... I mean, so soon after... My son? Don't beat about the bush, darling. It's not attractive. I'm dealing with it. My Jonathan is gone. There is no changing that. It's a terrible cliché, I know. But he's in a better place now. I didn't mean to offend. My utmost apologies. May I ask exactly why we are in the basement? Oh, William said it was something to do with restricting the influence of the outside world, whatever that means. I wasn't really paying attention. Ah, oh, I see. Lady Amelia, forgive me if I'm overstepping myself here, but do you really believe in what we might experience here tonight? Is this going in your paper? No, this will stay just between us. Willie does. I think Douglas wants to believe, and James... Well, I think he just cares about the money we could make from it all. And quite frankly, who could blame that squat little toad? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. My aunt was a medium, you know. Wait, really? Oh, yes. I still remember it vividly. Every other evening, the spirits would take her. She'd spend the next half an hour speaking in tongues, revealing hidden knowledge. She'd shriek, she'd cry. Oh, my. Keep in mind, this was after she was spectacularly pickled in gin. Oh. And combined with the senility, it did make for quite a bittersweet, yet amusing experience. Oh, how awful. Oh, don't fret, darling. One particularly grand performance was one Christmas lunch, where she was overtaken by the entire chorus line of the Moulin Rouge. Oh, Amelia, you're not talking about your frightful aunt again, are you? Have you told her the one where she got so worked up she believed she was the Matahari and did that disturbing routine with the leak? Darling, I don't think that is appropriate in polite company. I want to hear it. Ah, Douglas, nice of you to join us again. Now, as wonderful as it is, you plying us with booze, I was hoping we could get started soon. It's getting on a bit. And we did skip quite the party with George Harrison and his darling wife this evening to be here. Uh, oh, of, of course. My apologies. Uh, I didn't realise it was so late. Uh, right, well, as per Dr Calder's directions, before we start, we need to read out his statement. Um, James, if you would, please. Oh, cheers, Doug. Right, um... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this book will change your life. Prepare to be astounded, amazed and awestruck. Within these pages we take an odyssey... Oh, bloody hell, James, give it here. You need to give it some gusto. <clears throat> Prepare to be astounded, amazed and awestruck. Within these pages we take an odyssey into the phantas... The fantasy... Fantory... Phantasmagorical, darling. Right. Douglas, you approve this press release. You read it. Of course, sir. Um, <clears throat> of course. Uh, um, hmm. Within these pages, we will take an odyssey into the phantasmagorical. Dr. Kolber is a pioneer in the field of electronic voice phenomenon. Or, for the layman, contacting those who have passed on. Follow the simple steps within, and you can convert an everyday tape recorder into a device for communicating with the afterlife. Don't believe it? Read over a hundred of the accurate accounts. 
contacting dear loved ones, beloved pets, the great and the good, the evil and the infamous. <laughs> Dr. Kolber has contacted Shakespeare, had a dialogue with Sigmund Freud, and even spoken to Benito Mussolini himself. Buy this book and try it for yourself. Warning! Have caution. Please follow the book carefully. Well, it could use some work, but, but I like it, so... I'm surprised Mussolini could be asked to come to the phone. <laughs> well, yes, darling, I wasn't entirely convinced either, until I listened to one of the sessions Dr Colber provided us with. But to set the mood and to let you all know what we're in for, I want to play you a snippet. Douglas, did you bring it downstairs? I have it here, sir. Brilliant. If you could play it from the part we discussed. Of course. Are you recording? Yeah? Yeah? Good. <clears throat> Good evening. The date today is the 11th of January 1969. I am currently in the cottage belonging to a, a one Frau Magdalena Dolstein. She died here last year. Session 56 begins. My name is Dr. Armand Kolber. I wish to speak to the spirit of Magdalena Dolstein on behalf of her daughter. Magdalena, are you here with me now? Is there anyone here with me now? I wish to speak to whomever is present. There. Did you hear it? What? Sounds like the tape popping to me. Just keep listening. It gets interesting. If someone is there, please use the tape. Please, to whomever is there, come for... Yeah. What? Oh, my God. Am I speaking with Magdalena? Who am I speaking with? Magdalena, is that you? Bloody oh, hell. Magdalena, is that you? I wish to know who I'm speaking with. Magdalena. Magdalena, why are you still here? Magdalena, how old were you when you died? Magdalena, please tell me what it's like where you are. Es gibt mir Schmerz. Pardon? Es gibt mir Schmerz. Es gibt mir Schmerz. Magdalena, please. Es gibt mir Schmerz. No, no harm. Es gibt mir Schmerz. Es gibt mir Schmerz. Es gibt mir Schmerz. Es gibt mir Schmerz. Spirit, I no longer wish to open the channels. I say goodbye. Magdalena is ours now. I said goodbye. Oh my. I think I'll have another cigarette. Could I possibly have one as well, please? Actually, I, I might top up my gin, too. Chilling, isn't it? Quite. What was that thing it was saying over and over again in the middle? Uh, we believe it was German. Well, what was it saying? There is only pain. Pardon? There is only pain. You speak German? Well, don't you all look at me like that? 
Beneath this suave exterior, I'm a man of many talents, thank you. But why wasn't it speaking in English like the Doctor was? Oh, we have no idea. Us mere mortals cannot begin to fathom the motives of the spirit realm. Well, hang on. How do we know that this wasn't Dr Culver in a fancy sound studio with some friends doing silly voices? We don't, and that exactly, as you all know, is why we're here tonight. Now, Sir William and I have read the book back to front. So don't worry, you're in safe hands. We just want to see if there's any bloody truth in Dr Culver's book. It's all well and good listening to god-awful recordings where you can't hear a damn thing. We want to be able to turn around and shout, he's bloody right! (laughs) So, now to begin our foray into it all. Miss MacDonald, have you brought a tape? I already gave it to Mr Redmond. Brilliant. Well, James, please could you unseal the tape and bring the recorder over to the table, please. Ah, sorry, boss. We've been recording for about the last 20 minutes. Oh. Right, well, you... You could have told me that. I mean, the whole point of unsealing the tape was for the benefit of everyone here to see that it hadn't been tampered with. (laughs) All right, sorry. I only thought I was being proactive. Well, we will have to start again. Douglas, it's fine. I don't think the tape has been tampered with. I've been making sure Mr Redmond's hands are where I can see them. Oh, Billy. I like this girl. No, really. Really, I insist we start again. Oh, come on, Dougie. It really is getting on. With all due respect, Sir William, I can't start this experiment in good conscience. If we don't do this, according to Dr Cobbler's book, then what's the point? I really don't think we should start again, No, no. That's fine. Just give me a moment. Right, here we go. Oh, for fuck. Right. Uh, um, today's date is the 17th of October, 1971. The time is 11.45pm. We are currently in the basement of Graham's Block Publishing House. This is session one of our experiment with Dr Colbert's book. Is everyone ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Yes. Yes. Actually, I, I might just have another topper. Oh, come on, darling. Yes, we're ready, Douglas. Right. Could everyone please copy what I do? I'll start with me and we'll go clockwise. Can we join hands, please? Ugh, James, your hands are clammy. Sorry, lovely, can't help it. Everyone, please focus. My name is Douglas Furs. I wish to speak to my father, Thomas Furs. Jesus, Doug, that's a tough one to follow. James, please. All right, sorry, sorry. Um, but my name is James Redmond, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I wish to speak to uh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, jeez, oh. come the fuck on! Oh, look, it was either Marilyn Monroe or my goldfish daddy. James, please take this seriously. Or I'll have to start again. I am being serious, Marilyn Monroe. Pig. If you could continue, Miss Macdonald. My name is Christine Macdonald. I wish to speak to the spirit of my grandmother, Monica MacDonald. My name is Sir William Bryce. I wish to speak to my father, Vernon Bryce. My name is Amelia Bryce. I wish to speak... I wish to... Sp- I wish to speak to our... Who, darling? I... I wish to speak to my aunt, Jessica Sotheby. Thank you. 
uh, we can now begin. Um, we'll go around the table once, asking questions, and then you may go in any order you wish. Please try to leave a gap in between questions. Is there anyone here with us? What are you wearing? James, I swear to Christ. <laughs> no, it, it, if you're going to use every opportunity to take the piss, please leave. Sorry, Doug. Shutting up now. What would you like to share with us? What's it like wherever you are? Are you in the room? Could you please speak into the recorder if you're here? Um, will you please let us know you're with us? What can you see right now? How long do we wait for a response? If we get one. Well, the book says it can vary. I don't know how long they take to, uh, to uh, awake. So we could be here for hours until something decides to answer? Well, I, I believe so. I don't even know if the device is set up correctly. I left James in charge of that. No, oh, what joy. Well, how exactly does this work? How are we able to hear any reply? It just looks like a recorder. Think of how the naked eye cannot perceive ultraviolet light. It's my understanding that the modified recorder picks up things we can't normally hear, like the spaces in between static, then played back in real time and at an amplified volume. It's going to be a long night. I tell you what, everyone grab another drink, if you wish. We'll ask a few more questions in a moment. Don't mind if I do. Uh, um, please, Sir William, we should really stay in the circle. Don't fret, Dougie, it's fine. James, you're the techie for the operation. Take me through how you set it up for their end. A word in private, please. The volume should be turned up enough so they... Oh, Lord, this is a disaster. We only have baby sham left. Well, it will have to do. Here, Lady Amelia, try some of this. Oh, a hip flask? How very modish. You do surprise me, Miss MacDonald. Please, call me Chrissy. Thank you kindly, Chrissy. <coughs> oh! that navy round oh it's definitely got a kick <laughs> i'll give it that oh, my apologies lady amelia i thought it might help with the cold outside but all the prior talk of speaking with ghosts and otherworldly voices had me slightly on edge even before i got here so i found another use for it <laughs> it's fine darling why do you think i've been devouring all the booze inside oh, look it's not as though i'm scared it's just I find the whole thing slightly morbid. How so? Well, surely we should just leave the dead in peace. They've already suffered. If this is all real, why drag them back to make them do parlour tricks for us? Another cigarette, Lady Amelia? Yes, thank you. And please, if we're going to be trapped down here for God knows how long, just call me Amelia. I have to ask... When we went round the table and named who we wanted to speak to, you hesitated. What of it? Was there someone else you wanted to speak to? Someone who wasn't your aunt? Someone closer? I know what you're getting at. Don't presume just because we've shared some booze and drop formality means I'm going to spill my heart out to you. I'm so sorry. I crossed the line. <sighs> no... It's fine. I'm just very aware you're a reporter, constantly digging to get to the juicy bits. But you can probably guess who I thought of naming. Your son? Yes. You know, I really thought for a second William was going to say his name. 
Honestly, I'm entirely surprised he didn't. But quite relieved. I'll have another swig of that rum, please. Here. William was away on business when he died, you know. I don't know if he's forgiven himself for that. It was so strange. For the first few weeks, William was inconsolable. He would weep, he'd scream, he'd, he'd drink himself into a stupor. And then one day, everything was back to normal. For him, anyway. It was like it never happened. He wouldn't speak of it. I'm so sorry, Amelia. It must have been hard for you. It was. It really was. You can't begin to imagine. The doctors just didn't know what was wrong with him. We tried everything. Countless pills and injections. And in the end, we, we just brought him home. We knew he was dying. I had to look my son in the eye every day and tell him everything was going to be okay. I hate myself for that. I had to watch as my beautiful boy wasted away in front of me. He was in so much pain and there was nothing I could do. Nothing. I felt helpless. I, I just couldn't bear to see him suffering so much. Here, Amelia, you keep the flask. It's okay. I can't imagine being as strong as you in such traumatic circumstances. Thank you. <coughs> I haven't really spoken to anyone about it. Stiff upper lip and all that. And with William refusing to speak about it. Oh, I feel ridiculous for even thinking of saying his name. How fucking grotesque would it be, me standing in the storage room, screaming at a piece of plastic and wires that I demand to speak to my son, Jonathan? Christ. Ladies, I think we might have something. James, William, we've got something coming through. What's happened? Here, listen. James, turn up the volume on Channel 7. Come on. Is that... Is that music? Well, it definitely isn't Marilyn Monroe. Bloody hell, that's eerie. Now, it doesn't say anything in the book about spectral music. James, is there anything you can do to make it clearer? Yeah, just just give me a second. Right, that should make it clearer. Wait a minute, is that...? No, it can't be. Is that the theme tune for the archers? They must be... You must be able to get Radio 4 in the afterlife. Ugh. I don't understand. The whole point of recording down here was to make sure we wouldn't get any rogue radio waves interfering. I thought the walls were basically lined with lead. James, are you sure you put this all together correctly? Yeah. I followed the instructions you gave me perfectly. Everything was in the right place. Maybe the ghosts are just big fans. Well, this has been a waste of time. Uh, oh. No, come on, Sir William. There's still plenty of time for something to happen. Why don't we wait a little longer? What's the worst that could happen? We get the shipping forecast coming through. <laughs> well, no, Ducky. It's late. I'm tired and hungry. I'm sure Amelia is as well. James can't put together a simple piece of equipment. Oh, Miss MacDonald, I'm very sorry for wasting your time. Let me call you a cab. Oh, come on now. We've just started. <laughs> I don't just start. Did you hear that? Maybe it's the lyrics? The Archer's theme doesn't have lyrics. No, 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 no. James, is there a way you can get rid of the music? Yeah, fine, two ticks. I can't hear anything. 
Damn it, we've lost it. Maybe it was just epiphenia. I, I was just thinking about hearing something so much my, my brain got oversensitive. Maybe you're right. I, I definitely thought I heard something. Anything else you can do, James? Well, I don't know what I can do. I, I tried to sharpen it, but nothing... Are we all in agreement we heard that? Uh, maybe it's another radio broadcast we're picking up. I, I can definitely hear something. Uh, let me try something. Everyone join hands again. Um, is there someone there who wishes to speak to us? Please, if you are there, speak. Hello. Yes, hello. God. Yes, yes, we wish to speak to whoever is present. Then not. Who isn't? Who, who is there? Father. Please, what do you mean by father? I died. Well, that's no bloody surprise. James, please, we want to know who we are speaking with. <laughs> father. The father? Whose father? Christ, is it me or Douglas you wish to speak to? Please. Please, whoever is speaking, who do you wish to speak to? It's gone. No, it can't be gone. Please, whoever is there, come forward. Oh, God, we should turn it off. Don't you dare, darling. William, I don't like this. It's Douglas's call. I, I, uh, I don't know. Douglas, 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 Doug. Dad, is that you? Dad? God. Dad, is that really you? Please, Dad, is that you? Is there any way you can let me know, Dad, that it's really you? Good dear. Wait, what did it say? It didn't sound like anything to me. Good dear. Dougie, does that mean anything to you? Good dear. Yes. Well, what is it? I think, um, I think it's talking about the dog. The dog? Yes. Our dog was called Kodiak when I was a boy. Are you sure that's what he's saying? Uh, it sounds like he's gargling gravel to me. Uh, yes, positive, James. Son. Oh, God, Dad. It really is you. Um, please, is there anything you want to say to me? Yes? What? Angry. Why? Angry. Please, Billy, I really think we should stop this. I'm turning off the tape. Don't you dare. Billy, you're scaring me. I don't understand. Why? Oh, no. What's it saying, Douglas? I, uh... Medal. Please, I'm I'm so sorry. Medal. What medals, Douglas? Uh, Look, I'm sorry. Medal. Doug, what, what is he talking about? Uh, please, there was nothing else I could do. Spineless. Oh, please. Failure. I'm sorry. Pathetic. And Dad, I'm sorry. Please, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Please forgive You'll me. Be so sh- no, 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 Amelia, what in hell are you doing? Billy, I, I couldn't take it anymore. That voice. That voice was malicious. Oh, you ruined the entire fucking thing. James, which button did she hit? Do we still have the recording? Uh, should do, boss. Well, thank Christ for that. Douglas, are you OK? I don't... I don't understand. How could he know? 
How the hell did he know? I've never told anyone. Yeah, he must have been watching. Oh, God, he's watching me now. What do you mean? Is it about the medals? Yes, the medals. His old war medals. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. He made me promise to keep them, but I couldn't. Because I, I didn't have any money. I would have been on the streets. <laughs> oh, God. Dad, I'm so sorry. Uh, Douglas, whatever that was, it wasn't your father. Your real father would have understood what you were driven to. William, I'm going home. I don't care if you come with me. I'm no longer being part of this sick game. Oh, no, please, darling, don't. L look at what just happened. We have proof that something else exists out there, something we don't yet understand. William, please. We're playing with things we don't understand. I just want to go home. <gasps> Who touched the recorder? I was watching. No one did. Oh, God. We didn't say goodbye. We didn't say goodbye. Well, what the hell does that mean? Are you still talking about your dad? We didn't say goodbye before we turned off the tape. Now, according to the book, if we don't, we leave the channels we used to speak wide open. Anything can come through. I, I didn't mean to. James, try turning it off. Oh, oh, fuck, it's not working. Well, what in that? What's oh. wrong with the lights? Oh. We shouldn't have done this. James, turn the damn thing off. What do you think I'm doing? Oh. 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 Something just touched me. Oh. Oh. No. No. God, God, please, no. It can't be. Please, James, smash the fucking thing. Well, I don't know how it is I'm supposed to exactly... James, wait. I'm scared. No, 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 no. Is that Jonathan? It sounds so much like him. It's my baby. Oh, oh God, please, no. Please, whatever you are, stop. What do you want? What do you want? I forgive you. What? What? What does he mean? I forgive you, Mother. Amelia, what is he talking about? Oh, God. You saved me, Mother. You helped. Bea, I'm so sorry. Amelia, what does he mean? Jonathan, my baby, please, I'm so, I'm so sorry. What is he talking about? I, I, what does he mean? You tell me right now! I killed our baby! What? He was in so much pain. And I couldn't bear to see him like that. So I helped him pass on. You. You fucking... You fucking bitch! I knew it! You bastard! You were away! You have no idea what I had to deal with! Our son was dying, and I did the only thing I could to save him! Our son was strong! He would have pulled through! You just couldn't bear to see him getting all the attention! You fucking whore! You heartless bastard! You weren't there! Just you... Wait! I'll see you hang for this, you fucking... Now open the door and let me what? in. My baby. Now open the door and let me in. Uh, Amelia, please don't open that door. But my baby's outside. Now open the door and let me in. Amelia, listen to us. Don't open the door. Jonathan is waiting for me. Now open the door and let me in. Listen here, you fucking crazy bitch. Don't open that door. I'm coming, my baby. Let her go. Now open the door and let me in. Amelia, please don't. What's going on with the bloody lights? Now open the door and let me in. Just let her go. Oh, my God. I'm coming, Jonathan.
Jonathan? Oh! Who oh! turned out the bloody oh lights? He's not there! What? He's not there! What? He's not there! <sighs> Amelia, wait, come back! Leave her, Doug! I can't! Amelia, wait! Well, I, uh... I think we've got everything we wanted. Don't be so cruel. Yes, it couldn't have gone better. <laughs> Could you please bring some candles or something, James? It's awfully dark in here. Yeah, sure, boss. So, uh, so what do we do now? Actually, Miss MacDonald, do you mind if we have a moment in private? I just need to go through the tape. It's please. fine. She's in on the whole thing. Isn't that right, Miss MacDonald? That's correct, Sir William. Wait, what? Well, Miss MacDonald here has been recording the whole escapade. At least I hope she was. You remembered to turn your recorder back on? Of course, Sir William. <laughs> Could I have it, please? Sure. Good. Good! I can't believe she admitted it. I always suspected that bitch had something to do with Jonathan, but now, now I have the evidence. And I still get exclusive story rights. Of course, and you should find your bank account handsomely lined tomorrow. We should all come out of this quite well. We found some candles, boss. There we go. Still bloody eerie down here. Just one question. Off the record, of course. How did you do it? The whole bit with Douglas, it was very convincing. James, care to take this one? <laughs> well, uh, we've got a chap in the next room. Basically, I fiddled with the recorder, added an old radio transmitter, he speaks on our frequency, and bang! Voices from beyond the grave! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were fucked when we started picking up Radio 4. Actually, James, would you mind checking on him? I'm sure he could do with a drink. Yeah, sure. How did you have all the information on Douglas? He said he never told anyone. Oh, poor Dougie. Get a few drinks in him and he'll tell you anything. And the next day won't remember at all. Just a few prodding questions and you get what you need. <laughs> God, the wimp cried so much when he told me. And how did you do all those special effects? The lights and the banging? I suspect it was one of James's little additions. He does have a taste for the theatrics. Well... I think we owe a toast to Dr. Colbert. <laughs> Quite right. To, to Dr. Dr. Colbert! <laughs> Christ, James, are you all right? You look white as a sheet. Um, the, uh, the, the chap next door? Yes. Out with it. He said, uh, he, he said, <clears throat> he only did dog's bit. After your wife hit the recorder, he, did, he, he couldn't do a thing. He, he didn't know what to do. Wait. What? I don't understand. I, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> what, what? Who the hell was that? What the... Whoever is there, let us out. This isn't funny. Amelia, is that you? I, I don't know what you heard, but... This... Oh, fuck, the door won't open. Doug... Douglas, is that you? The candles are out. We didn't say goodbye. What? We didn't say goodbye. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let us out. Leave the Tape Running was written by Joseph Blunt and directed by Pollyanna Newcomb. Starring Nick Harris as Sir William Bryce, Stanley Eldridge as Douglas Furs, Bronwyn Price as Lady Amelia Bryce, Matthew Duckett as James Redmond, Nikki Diss as Christine MacDonald, and Gregory Cox as Dr. Colbert and the voice of Douglas's father. Music for this episode was composed by Patrick Craig, with dubbing mixed by Jared Turner and original sound editing by Andrew Armfield. 
theme music for this series was brought to you by Patrick Craig and photography by Aaron Rush. Juniper Tree Unvoiced is created and produced by Louisa Smith. Next time. It's said that love is a battlefield. One minute you're falling in love with the man of your dreams, the next, they're licking your face. From the writer of Zero Days Without Crying comes a series of shorts about falling in love with all the people your parents warned you about. From nosy housemates to bemused boyfriends and obsessed lovers, these stories have it all. Love Rats is up next on Unvoiced. For more information on this and all of our other episodes, check out our website at jtunvoiced.squarespace.com or follow us on Twitter at jtunvoiced. This is Unvoiced. Unvoiced.